Hello there and welcome back to Storytime with Tremaine. I'm glad to be back with you. It is another week. That means it's time for another episode. I don't want to talk too much at the beginning, but I do. I would like to say if you're enjoying these podcasts, please, please, please go ahead and make a review on podcast on the Apple site or hit like on SoundCloud, TuneIn and Spreaker um, or on my website. Go ahead and leave a comment or anything. All right, let's get into our story. Our story today comes from my writing journal from 7th and 8th grade. Now, this story, I think, is an 8th grade story, um, roughly around 1995. Looks like it starts on April 4th of 1995. So, uh, forgive me if I make some stumbles. I am reading from my actual journal that I wrote, and my handwriting sometimes is atrocious, especially because we are writing cursive. I don't know if they still write in cursive these days, but that's what I was writing with. All right, here's the story. The story is called A School Love Story. There was a group that sat together since the third quarter of school. Two of those people are thought to be falling in love. No one could blame him with her lovely blue eyes, smooth, pure face, nice, smooth features. She's so beautiful. Her beauty stills the sunlight's glory. They sit across from each other, whispering sweet nothings in each other's ears. Each other's ears. Your hair is like gold, he responded. Your lips are like candied yams, so sweet, her response was. Your eyes are like the stars at night with an unending sparkle. Your face is as smooth as brisk water running through my hands. You are sweeter than candy melting in my mouth but never ending. I love you, Sally. I love you too, Jacob. Your eyes are like running, like a running river with a low, lovely stare, loving stare. Your hair is like the fibers of sweet brown sugar. Your face, the, the, your face like the precious moon, a beautiful sight. Your voice like a fiery furnace in winter speaks nothing but love. Your lips the color of roses in rain, smooth but tender. Jacob, let me place on your lips a kiss. And let me place upon your gentle lips a kiss of long-lasting love, Jacob replied. Love that will never end, Jacob. Yes, love that will never end. You are my love. Loving you means more to me than having a million dollars in my hand. It means more than having all the gold and silver in the world. You mean that, Jacob? Yes, my love. I mean that. Will you dine with me at lunch? Yes, I will, Jacob. Yes, I will. It had only been first bell, but it seemed like an eternity. But it was heaven for Jacob and Sally. Jacob and Sally were only in the eighth grade, but were deeply in love. Love that would never separate them. It was lunchtime, and Jacob and Sally could feast on each other's love and thirst for more. I could sit here all day and stare at you and never be weary, Sally gazily said. I could say the same and more. I could spend my whole day with you and just you alone. 
You are so beautiful, Sally, so beautiful. I could feast off your love and never go hungry again. Oh, Jacob, you're just saying that to flatter me. I'm just an ugly girl, Sally said depressingly. Jacob and Sally had been going out for two months now. They decided to go steady. They wanted to secretly get married. They wanted eagerly, eagerly to spend the rest of their lives together. My dear, you are so fair and beautiful. I love you dearly and I want you to be my wife. The offer was so sincere that Sally fainted, not knowing if she said yes or no. Some time has passed. Meanwhile, their parents, furious as a rhino charging, the arguments about um, the arguments between the Joneses and the Smiths were intense. It was terrible. Two lovers and a family of problems. What were they going to do? You selfish fools, shouted the Jones. You idiots, shouted the Smiths. Go jump in the lake and drown. Oh, you want to fight? You want to fight? Draw your gun, boy. Who you calling boy? I got a gat in my hand, fool. Some time has passed. Jacob, I love you so. Back to the Smiths. I kill you, shouted the Jones. It was at least a year since Jacob and Sally were going out. My dearest Sally, will you marry me and my and be my beloved bride? Yeah, yeah, yes, I'll marry you, Jacob. I'll be your beloved wife forever and ever. Some time has passed. Absolutely not. You're not marrying no low-down, dirty daughter of theirs. I will not have it. I just won't have it. Why not, Jacob said. First of all, you're too young. And second of all, we're not associating with those hoodlums. She's not a hoodlum. You don't even know her. I don't have to know her. They're all the same. Hoodlums. Like I said, Father, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to marry her. Over at the Smith's house. Oh, no, you're not marrying those bums, those night crawlers. You don't really know them. I know them well enough. And by the gods, Sally, you're not going to marry him. By the gods. So you think, she said in a whisper. Both feuding families did not agree with the wedding procedure, but Jacob and Sally were determined to get married. We'll get married somehow, Sally. And Jacob thought at the same time in different places. New thought. Sally, if they won't let us get married publicly, we'll get we'll be wed privately and secretly. We're going to Hollywood to be wed. We'll ask Reverend Thompson to marry us. Who? You're not Catholic, are you? No. Okay. What kind of wedding will it be? What I figure is we'll wait for a year. That'll give me some time to get some denarii. In other words, money. After a year is up, we will be newlyweds. Some different thought. 
back at home. That blasted girl has run away. It's all because of that stupid Jones boy. They're the reason she's gone. It's time for revenge. And at the Joneses. Those stupid, stupid hoodlums. They're the reason that Jacob is gone. Two years later. Honey, time to take the kids to school. Okay, Sally. Boy, they grow up fast, don't they? Mommy, do we have any grandparents? Yes, baby doll. Where? Oh, way back in Cincinnati. Can we go see them? The end. Yep, that's the end. I did not finish that story. Or in my mind, that story was over. I have to surmise that... When I wrote that, we had to be studying Romeo and Juliet. There's no other explanation for that story other than that. I think it was uh, pretty funny um, the way I wrote it, but I cannot explain that story other than we had to be studying Romeo and Juliet. And if you've studied Romeo and Juliet, then you kind of understand the two feuding family and then the two lovers within the two families. Okay, well, that was our story for the week. Next week, uh, I have a a pleasant surprise. I have another play that I'm going to do that is actually one of my favorite plays. So stay tuned for next week. Hope you come back. If you get a chance, please give me a review on the podcast um, app on Apple. Or if you hit the like button on SoundCloud, let me know that you're out there. Uh, Invite your friends to listen if you like the show. Um, It is kid-friendly. You can listen with your family. It's only about 10 minutes, so I want to keep it at 10 minutes. Thank you again for listening on on podcast or SoundCloud. Tune in or Spreaker. Thank you very much. See you next time.